your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday, Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. You want to get in here? Pretty open today, so the bottom half of the hour anyway, or, or right now, 608-785-7914. I've got the text line open. I'll check your texts. And, uh, yeah, the bottom half of the hour, wide open. So whatever you want to talk to about, talk about. And it would be great because I'm kind of low energy Rick today. I uh, woke up, well, went to bed, laid down, and got s- super dizzy. And it wasn't from Captain Morgan. So I haven't had Captain Morgan in a co- couple years. But usually the only thing I ever drink. But I got super dizzy. And probably because I played volleyball in 80-degree weather yesterday and the day before and the day before that. So uh, a little dehydrated, I'm guessing, hopefully. But if I pass out during the show, just you feel free to uh, to call Brad Williams in the new Wisdom Newsroom. <laughs> or call 911. 608-785-7914. Uh, and because I'm low energy, I'm like, okay, I'm probably dehydrated. I probably need to eat something. I stopped at the new... As Charlie Barron's called it, the Charlie Barron's comedian. Esther, I think Quick Trip would pay a lot of money. To- nope, not that one. This one. I've heard about this. The Taj Mahal of Quick Trips. It's going to be incredible. The Taj Mahal of Quick Trips open today. If you haven't gone to the one on the south side of Mormon Cooley Road, it is open. Uh, it was kind of funny that uh, it's it's Quick Trips. Nothing we haven't seen before. It's the It's bigger. It's the same size as the one in Holman. But it's not a the Taj Mahal of Quick Trips or the the Mega Quick Trip, as a lot of people put it. Uh, it's a it's a Quick Trip. It does have self checkout. I went in there. I got a I got a burger. So I thought maybe if I ate something, I wouldn't feel like passing out and be lightheaded all day. But I uh, so I went in there, and then every there's there's you know, I think there's twenty gas pumps. Every one of them was full, and um, parking lot was full. People everywhere. The line was was pretty big, but nobody was using the self checkouts. And I was like, I'm standing in line, and I've got a burger. Right, the burger's got it. Sometimes, you know, you put the burger in a, a one of those little boats, and then you just they, you tell them what. That's how I do that anyway. It's less messy. And then I can eat it in the car, but the uh, I didn't do that this time because it, it is kind of messy. One of the big, huge burgers in a car. <laughs> So I, I go to the self-checkout, and I'm like, why isn't anyone using these things? And then, of course, the UPC thing doesn't scan, and I'm lightheaded, and, I've, and I'm feeling just stupid. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to work this thing. And then the kid's got to come over and scan it for me. And I'm like, yeah, they're, okay, self-checkout. There's two of them, and nobody was using them. So, hey, big the, the mega quick trip, the Taj Mahal of quick trips has self-checkouts. You could just you know bypass the line on the left side, and you could go. But it's it, it's just kind of funny to me. It is just the quick trip. Maybe you want to go check it out, but it's also just the quick trip. Like it's just another one of the the gas stations that we see every what mile and a half, two miles. Uh, they closed one up the road because they're going to make that a a a quick spirits. We talked about. I had a story about that a couple weeks ago, and then they closed one down the road because I mean. Apparently you can. Apparently you can have too many quick trips. Unbelievable. I didn't even know it was a possibility. Living in Winona for as long as I did, uh, uh, I think it's even, it's a little, quoting. I don't know if you want to say worse, but there's just more. Like you can go three blocks and there's another quick trip. 
Uh, but the La Crescent one is the funniest one, right? Because there's a quick trip and then you go down down the road in La Crescent of all places, right? Like, And there's another one. Like, why is that one there? There's one at the lights and that one's open. I think that one's open 24 hours a day. It used to be anyway. But then you just, it's La Crescent. Do we, do we need another quick trip over here? <laughs> at least I don't have to go through the lights to get to it. Uh, anyway, that's my take. So it's open. Go Go check it out, I guess. They've got a little table there. You can eat right in the quick trip. That's maybe the thing that's different. And the self-checkouts. And there's a lot of people there today when I went. 608-785-7914. Coming up uh, in a couple of minutes here, Nikki Elson, the lacrosse city clerk, is going to join me. Uh, city council meeting tonight, right? Like, Are we gonna? Are we up all paying attention to what the city council is doing? Uh, one of the city council members resigned today, Justice Weaver, District 5. We'll talk to Nikki a little bit about that. And we're going to talk to her about absentee ballot boxes, drop boxes. Uh, as Mayor Mitch Reynolds was on the show Monday talking about that and just what what the city is planning to do with absentee ballot drop boxes. I think Mayor, Mayor Reynolds kind of off the cuff d- broke it down for us a little bit on how those are going to work. And Nikki Elson, I asked her to come on yesterday. She's like, I don't have all the details yet. And I go, get the details by today. Because Friday I'm having Trigoski on. So I wanted to get him. If I get her on today, it'd be it'd be great. And she's like, she got him done. She got him on today, even as the uh, as news is breaking that, like the Wisconsin Election Commission chair, whatever you want to call the the head of the Wisconsin Election Commission, Megan Wolf said that uh, if you're going to mail in your ballots, you need to put them in the mail by your but yourself. You can't have like your husband or wife or your kid run that out to the mailbox. Don't do it. Totally illegal. All right, we're going to take a break. Back with Nikki Elson, City Clerk. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Text line for a couple minutes here, but uh, bottom half of the hour, I'll take calls, 608-785-7914. I have Nikki Elson on, the Lacrosse City Clerk. Uh, she uh, just kind of a, probably kind of a busy day for you, right, Nikki? Well, today is kind of a busy day, yes. <laughs> we got city council meeting tonight. We had a, a city council member resign, announce their resignation today. And then uh, just the absentee ballot news, uh, you know, which has probably kept you busy for a couple of days or at least at least a couple of days. Oh, at least a couple of days. We're talking probably about a good two weeks uh, so far. So All right, we so started mailing ballots out the 23rd of June. So <laughs> are you, you start early for these uh, fall elections. Are you regretting taking uh, over the city clerk job? I mean, you've been uh, you've been with the city for a quarter of a century, Nikki, almost. <laughs> wow, you make it sound a long time. You're kind of aging me there. I know I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've been in the city clerk for a year and a half. But let's let's get with the news that broke today uh, with with, uh, you know, I don't know if it broke, but like uh, Justice Weaver, he's in District 5. He announced his resignation today from the city council. If I go on the city council page, District Five, there's nobody there. So, what are our what is the city's options here for? Um, you know, are we going to replace that council person because the the election is 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 a few months off? It's not it's not coming up. It's a it's a ways out, right? Right. So districts one through six will be up for election in April of 2023. Um, so the option, it's, it's, the decision is up to the council president on how to proceed with filling that vacancy. The options would be to appoint um, or 
to wait until the, the spring elections and fill through that process. Appointment is, you know, the, the city publishes a notice. Uh, we accept applications. There is an informal meeting where the rest of the council gets to, you know, ask these candidates questions. And then at a council meeting, they would make the appointment from those um, individuals who submitted application. You know, that, that process could take a couple months. So there's that option, or there is just waiting uh, to fill that seat through the elections in the spring, because people will start circulating nomination papers starting December 1st for those spring um, elections. Okay. Yeah, we're nine months away from that election. So you're saying it'd probably take two months to fill that seat. So that person would be in office uh, in the, you said District 6 now, or just, well, it'd be District 5 still. Um, right. Because yeah. I think he's getting, the other thing is he's 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 been redistricted out of that district, right? So the district changes next election? Well, the boundaries have already changed. Those new boundaries went into effect January 1st of this year. Oh, okay. So, so he's, those candidates that will be circulating for districts one through six, five included in there, they will be circulating in their new um, district territories. Those okay. territories went into place in January one, but they they still represent their old territories. They will now be circulating, and they will be elected into their new territories. Okay, yeah, it is, that's Confusing, kind of confusing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I haven't I didn't put a whole lot of thought into. Yeah, so the districts are in place. They started January 1st, but but so do we yeah. abide by the old districts or do we abide by the new districts? Well, we're abiding by the new districts when it comes to voting. Okay. So your polling place, where you vote, the ward you vote in, that was all effective January 1 when the boundaries took effect. But the council members who were elected into those previous districts, yeah. they still get to represent the territories that voted them in. Okay, that makes there that makes yeah, sense. But All as right. they reelect now, they will be reelected into their new territories. I'm going to do this to you again. Be, being with the city for 25 years, uh, have you had experience with a, a, a city council person resigning like this in, in, in midterm, I guess, or mid, you know, well, to, towards the end of the term, but midterm? Um, and then what what have we done in the past? Is there is there any precedent here? Like, we, we usually do this. Um, I've seen both. We've actually had a number of resignations in the years that I've been here, and they have done both. They have appointed, and they've also left it vacant until the next election. It's really all about timing and, you know, whether it's worth going through the appointment process or just letting, you know, the seat sit vacant. Is it, um, it, it's got to be a little abnormal too because of the redistricting thing too right like that person is going to represent kind of the old district but then going forward they would be in a new district that's true yeah if they appointed they would be representing the old territory until next april if they just waited out then that new person being elected would be elected into the new territory yes is the city council or the council president who has the 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 kind of the say in what we're going to do here the council president, so okay. Barb Jansen. So Barb's just going to decide, we're doing this. Yes. Okay. I will be putting together kind of the information and the timelines for her. And then it is, um, in our code, it is actually um, her decision. Okay. And just based on your experience, nine months, is that is that not long enough to, to appoint a new person? Because you said two months to fill it, so it'd be, that person would be serving for seven months. It seems like a long time to me, but I don't know. It, 
Yeah, it does. I mean, those, the individuals in that just, you know, district would not have representation. Typically what happens in those occurrences is they will reach out to the council president if they, you know, have questions or want to seek, you know, advice, you know, they want to talk to a representative and they don't have a council member for their district. We would typically send them to the council president or a neighboring council member. Okay. Definitely makes sense. They uh, don't go completely, you know, you don't have you don't have a council member, you don't have anybody to talk to. We send them <laughs> we send them a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barb's just gonna get twice the phone calls is all. Um, we're speaking with lacrosse city clerk, Nikki Elson. All right. So mayor Mitch Reynolds was on my show Monday, kind of dropped, dropped some of the, I think he kind of did it off the cuff. He said, we're going to the Supreme court ruled that I, I guess maybe you can explain this to me. Absentee ballot boxes will not be allowed essentially. How, that is correct. Based upon that ruling that was received late last week, um, absentee ballot drop boxes are not allowed when they're unstaffed. Okay. So, so the green we thing had a couple drop boxes, just outside of City Hall um, that we had used in previous elections. We did not use it in April because, you know, the the decision was kind of pending and the advice was you should not be using them. So we didn't. We did not use it in April. We are definitely not using it going forward. Um, So the Dropbox, we use it for other purposes, so we can't get rid of it. Instead, we have signed it uh, pretty heavily that absentee ballots cannot be dropped in this box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if one is placed in the box, we have procedures in place for contacting the voter, giving them their options to correct it. Because a ballot that is dropped in the box is not corrected through some means that are available. It is not counted. Okay. It does go to the polls to be rejected. So it's very important that, that you know, people not use the drop box um, look at the signs, but we can't we can't get rid of the Dropbox because it's used for other purposes. Essentially, if I throw my absentee ballot in the Dropbox, I might as well throw it in the garbage can. Um, it kind of depends on when you do it. If you do it far enough in advance of the election, we're going to contact you and we're going to say, "Hey, you put your ballot in the Dropbox. You know, it, it that can't be done. It has to be personally delivered to the clerk." We, upon their you know request. You can cancel that ballot. Okay. It basically spoils that ballot, and we are allowed to reissue. Okay. Now, if you do that too late, it's not an option. Yeah, and and, and you say reissue. The, the, would one of the options then be, can I just come in person and vote then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep, we would cancel that ballot, and you're allowed to vote in person. And you said you use these. The you said you use the ballot drop boxes in the past for different reasons, or I know you said you use them for different reasons. But have we used them as absentee ballot drop boxes in the past, like years ago? Or I mean, yes. when did yes, when when did this all say? When did it start? When we oh, we just just last year we can't use these anymore. Well, we've that Dropbox has actually been used for absentee ballots for many years. Um, it the that increased in 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when we've seen a significant increase in individuals returning their ballots via Dropbox. But it they had been dropped in that box for years prior to that. It was just far and few between. Okay, so the Supreme um, Court just ruled based on whatever lawsuit came out that even though we've been using this thing for years and it mm-hmm. was popular a couple of years ago, 
Uh, we're not going to get it can't be unmanned essentially going forward. Right. All right. So are you just going to sit out there, maybe put a little lawn chair with an umbrella out there, Nikki, so we can still use it? <laughs> no. So the options for returning ballots. When, when a ballot is mailed to you, your, a voter's options for returning that ballot is either returning it by mail, which we do put return postage on absentee ballots that are mailed to you. So you can vote your ballot and you can put it in the mailbox. Postage, postage is already paid. But the post office does recommend you get that in the mail at least a week before Election Day so it gets to the clerk by Election Day. Another option would be hand-delivering it to, to the clerk. Um, or you can hand deliver it to an in-person absentee voting site during voting hours, or you can hand deliver it to your respective polling place on election day. So there are options. The, um, the, so the box outside is not manned, so we can't use that. But, for example, we do inside City Hall at the clerk's desk in the lobby, we do have a secure drop box there, but that is staffed. Okay. So there's clerk staff that are sitting there watching people bring in their ballot and placing it in the drop box. Yeah, I think that they is s- acceptable. They sit on that old fire engine in there, right, with the drop box. <laughs> that's no. not there anymore. Oh, it's not. It's been a while. No, that's there. not there anymore. There's there's desks down there now. Oh, okay. There's yeah, and then so we're gonna have absentee voting for basically two weeks coming up here, starting the week of July 25th. We're going to have hours at City Hall, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, basically from 8.30 to anywhere between 4.30 and 6, depending on the day. Individuals can bring their ballots in during that time. On Wednesdays, we are going to have sites at the Northside Fire Station on St. James. We're going to have um, a site at the Southside Community Center on 6th Street from 10 to 4, I believe it is. So individuals can personally deliver their absentee ballot to those sites as well. Okay. So there's other options. It's just you can't drive up to the drop box and put it in. You have to, you know, either bring it to us here at City Hall or at one of the absentee voting sites. Um, yeah. All right. So on and those those will be open on Wednesday. The the north side and the south side will be open on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I mean. Monday, yep. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to have um, a site here at City Hall. All right. And then, so, no umbrellas, lawn chairs, sitting out in the sun? <laughs> Not for August, maybe for November. I now, guess in November, a... we'll be increasing our locations and our hours. Okay. Um, turnout's higher, so we're, we'll have, you know, a little more availability there. But for August, there is somewhere that a ballot can be delivered every day of the week. Even on a Saturday, the 30th, just, yeah. And all of those hours are posted on the clerk's website, or you can always call our office, and, you know, we've got all the information right at our fingertips. All right, when I come there to give you my absentee ballot, are you, do I just drop it in the box and you watch me do it? Yes. If you are bringing in, you have to bring in your own ballot. Yep. Um, so, yes, if you bring in your ballot, we're going to, you know, ask it to your ballot, and you can put it in the box. Okay. Now, if you come in with multiple ballots, we may ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you're not, you're not asking for my ID to make sure that I'm the person with my ballot, so to speak, right? No. 
No, okay. we are not asking for IDs. Yeah, and then okay, and then with the the, the mail in ballot, I think Megan Wolf, the w, Wisconsin Election Commission administrator, said either today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, if you're going to mail in your ballots, you should do the same thing. Kind of treat it like this absentee ballot box. You have to hand deliver your own ballot to the mailbox. Yeah, it's the way the statute reads. It's you know a person may mail their ballot or personally deliver it to the clerk. So it it really doesn't, you know, the way the statute reads and the way it's being interpreted is that it has to be the elector themselves that is returning the ballot. Now there are a couple provisions in the law that allow an agent to return a ballot on behalf of the voter and in those situations it's acceptable, but outside of those allowed situations, it does have to be the voter that returns their ballot. Yeah, like some somebody with a disability or something like that, right? There's some Yeah, there's hospitalized electors okay. that can appoint an agent. There's also a provision for sequestered sequestered jurors. And then um yes, federal law does allow um persons to assist those with disabilities with voting. All right, and then just to wrap up, Nikki, uh, we're speaking with Lacrosse City Clerk Nikki Elson. Uh what are you doing Tuesday? Can you tell us uh, what's going down? Yes, thank you for asking me. So we are hosting, the Lacrosse City Clerk's Office is hosting a voter education event on Tuesday the 19th. We're going to be at the Black River Beach Neighborhood Center up on Rose Street from 9 to 4. Um, basically what we're doing is we want to just be available to lacrosse citizens who have questions or want to learn about the voting process leading up to the fall elections. You know, we want you know, we don't want anybody to, to shy away from voting because they, you know, they're, they're, they've never voted before. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what to do. We're going to be there to answer those questions and prepare people um, leading up to the fall election. So if you've got questions on voter registration or need assistance with registration, we'll be there for that. Uh, voter ID. Maybe you don't know where you vote. Um, we'll have information on absentee voting, accessibility. Um, if you're interested in working the polls, we'll have some information on that. And then we're also going to have the machines that are used at the polls on Election Day available. If somebody wants to take a look at them, we'll have some demo ballots they can use, kind of a fake election demo ballots. So we'll have the DS200 tabulator, and we're going to have our express vote machine, which is the accessible voting equipment. So if anybody wants to come up and take a look at them, get some information, you know, talk with us, we are there for that. Um, so yeah, we're very excited about it. We're going to host one in July and then we're going to host another one in October. So. And when you do those, the, the, the fake ballots, are you just going to have yourself on there for president? <laughs> no, you get to vote for your favorite dog. Um, I think there's candy bar, favorite candy bar, um, favorite vacation. Um, yeah, there's about six different contests that are, but, but no Nikki Elson on <laughs> All right, so Nikki, when you do this, the machine will tabulate the votes. Can we get the results afterwards? Sure. That'd be awesome. I'll bring you on after after we tabulate the votes next okay. week. That'd be great. So we'll come up and, and you know, you, you I know you said you're not from Wisconsin, but you can come up and you can, you know, try out our machines and demo this, demo this uh, fake ballot and... You know, tell us what your favorite candy bar is. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to get the uh, the list of things from my Amelia and ask for them so that we can know when I write this preview and people can go. People know this thing is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, yep. That'll give people incentive to actually just come up because I just want to know who. What I hope, hopefully, bar none is on. 
<laughs> Katie Barr. Well, don't you can always write in your favorite. A write in vote, right? Um, all right, Nikki. Okay, it's Tuesday. Can you just say where and when again? Yeah, so Tuesday, July 19th at the Black River Beach Neighborhood Center from 9 to 4. So it's come and go, you know, any time of the day. Um, yeah, so we hope to see people there. All right, that's Nikki Elson, Lacrosse City Clerk. All right, go get get ready for your city council meeting, Nikki. I'm on my way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we got to take one more quick. Well, not this is the long break. We're going to take a, a break. Brad's got to do the news. Scott's comment. Your phone calls. If you want to call me, 608-785-7914. I'll take them. Coming up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 608- 785-7914 is the talk and text line. Thanks again to Lacrosse City Clerk Nikki Elson for joining. Having that voter event, voter information event on Tuesday. Got to go vote for your best candy bar. <laughs> that'll I feel like that'll help get people over there. Check out the voting machine. I I Andy's waiting on hold and give me a minute here Andy. I just want to set this up and Eric from Sparta, Eric from Sparta also waiting on hold if I don't hang up on him. Sometimes the the phone line thing just hangs up on people. I'm telling you, I'm not that incompetent. I, I downloaded. So the city council, um, just, I don't, I don't know when they started doing this, but I always make fun of the ability, the amount of PDFs you have to download. So you can go to the agenda and it open a window and you can see all the things on the city council's agenda for tonight, 6 PM meeting city council chambers. If you want to go, you still got time. You got 20 minutes anyway. So, and you can you can kind of see and there's there's a terrible summary or a title it's called on the agenda page, like the first one, financial report from the interim director of finance for the month of May of 2022. All right, so you're gonna download that, and I, I didn't I didn't download any of these individually. You can download each agenda item individually, but you got to download it. It's a PDF. It's annoying, right? So, but or you can download the agenda packet, and I just did that, and it took. It took like a minute to, to de- two minutes. In fact, it took a two minutes to download and I finally have it open and I'm zooming in on it now so I can get page one. Uh, it's 1719 pages. So the lacrosse city council tonight at its meeting is going to go over 1700 pages, 1719 pages of agenda items. So that's just, that's just what's going down. <laughs> Uh, do you want to pay attention? Um, and you know what? It'd be interesting to track this. We could just go back to every city council meeting on those Thursdays each month and see how many pages when when they started doing the agenda like this where you could get it all in one big lump sum. I think it just locked up my computer too. Uh, 1,700 pages. Is, what's the record? What's the record for most pages? Uh, one of the things on the council agenda tonight is uh, the, just the city council going back over a conversion therapy ban. Uh, they passed that last month. The mayor signed it um, into into law, I guess. And then a day later, they protested, asked the mayor not to sign it. And the mayor was like, I signed it yesterday, a conversion therapy ban. So there's a couple of people out there that don't want to see that happen. Um, Andy wanted to chime in on this. Andy's on the, Andy, you're on the air now. Go ahead, man. Man, I can't believe these people think that they're in touch with the majority opinion on the subject matter. These people are out of their minds that they think their opinion that the people of lacrosse will support gender therapy. I, 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 we are too liberal of a, of, a, of a city to even think about that. They're, they're, they're out of their rockers. 
I do want to say as a second thing, I noticed that the you know we're talking about another referendum for pot. You know, I mean, why do we have to keep doing these referendums if we want to do something locally about it? I, I don't know who if it would be the mayor since he's you know an executive, uh, a leader, or if we'd have to go to the council. But I feel like we should do something basically along the lines of Monona, and we already have that city ordinance ticket. Let's just stop arresting people for pot. If you find them, you can give them, you know, give them the city ordinance ticket, or we can change our city ordinance ticket, ticket give them a small non-criminal fee Andy. or something like that. If Andy. We out did. in public or Andy. doing something weird. But, you know, Andy. We don't need the state's permission Andy. to, to Andy. change how we do things here locally. Andy? Andy? Yeah. We did that. Yes. It's a dollar fine. 25 grams or Is less. It's a dollar fine here now. Did they the do city. it again? I knew that there was the first offenders um, system, and I remember that was like $110 or something like that. But is it still just a first offenders program, or is it perpetual or in perpetuity? That I don't know, but I just I know it's a dollar. It's a dollar fine for up to tw- I think it's twenty five grams. So you oh. get caught with twenty five or less grams. It's a dollar fine. So I might be late to the party because I I knew there was something like that. And before, when I was a young, when I was like eighteen, and they, and they were just passing all that stuff, it was like something less than like seven or fourteen grams, and it was still like a hundred and fifty dollar tick, and it was. The officer's discretion, whether or not he wanted to give it to you, but they could only give it to you one time if you had no priors. It was a really specific thing. So I, I, I'm not, I did not know that. I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah, if two, I'm wrong, my bad. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's, uh, it's like the anniversary of that almost. It's a, literally, almost literally two years ago, uh, 25 grams or less. It's a dollar. You know what? The ins and outs of it, if you get caught with marijuana 15 times in a row with under 25 grams, do you owe $15? Is there something more to that? I don't know. That would be interesting. I am working on having Police Chief Sean Kudron on, so we could probably, that'll be one of the things we could break down. Um, that you, you bring up a good point. If somebody's caught with marijuana every day, that, you know, even if it's under 25 grams, are they going to get just a dollar fine every time? But um, yeah, I don't, beyond that, yeah, we've already, we've already done that. This liberal uh, lacrosse <laughs> city council did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> As you, as you put it, so yeah, Not fine. So I'm sure they'll support the, the the conversion therapy, right? Are you are you up in Winona? Is that what you said? Winona's done kind of a similar thing with marijuana. I don't think Winona has. I know Monona has over oh, by Monona. Madison. Oh, they've I been doing. You. They've had that policy for you know as long as I can remember, where it was the dollar fine thing if you get caught. Oh yeah, but of okay. that's only if you get caught by city police. If you get caught by the county or the state troopers, you're still going to get in trouble. Yeah, I thought in Madison you got fined if you didn't have marijuana. I thought that was no. <laughs> probably, but all right. Thanks for the call, man. All right. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Eric's from, from Sparta's holding your sway. Eric, I got to get these buttons sticky. All right, Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. I, I would like to ask your last guest about undocumented immigrants. I was wondering, they can, Work for farmers here. They're undocumented non-citizens, but they uh, be able to apply for driver's licenses. I want these driver's licenses say that they are non-citizen and eligible to vote, or they? Well, the state uh, Tony says, well, you can vote any way you want to vote. All right, Eric. It's like we, t- uh, I think when Governor Evers took office, there was a, a time there where we talked about having uh, undocumented immigrants be able to get a driver's license because they're going to be driving anyway. We should maybe test them to see if they can drive. Like if they you know, have the ability, maybe we should put them through some kind of test. And um, so then they would get a driver's license. 
of course, the driver's license doesn't look like everybody else's driver's license where you just, oh, you know what, I'm going to slip this by the city, the voter electors, the the election workers, the poll workers. I'm going to use my immigrant, my illegal immigrant driver's license and I'll be able to vote. Okay, so like, it's no, it's it's a silly, it's silly to think that, that they, they would do that. Uh, number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. Not great, but I'm okay. Plus, I heard at the beginning of the show you were getting a little dizzy. Yeah, I'll lay down and I'll get the spins. I don't know. Hopefully, well, I'm just dehydrated. Were you playing volleyball? Yeah, a lot of volleyball. Well, you see, you're at that age now, Rick. You're not the man you used to be. You're over 40, right? Yeah. You're gonna be, Everything's downhill. Yeah, in a month I'll be a little bit more over 40. So My daughters had to tell me when I was 72 to slow up. Yeah, yeah, we the tell my dad that, too. I give a damn because I had a life insurance policy. <laughs> okay. And the reason Donnie Zitlow's got so many quick trips is because people use those places for rest stops. Okay. Well, to give you an example, I went on a road trip today to Black River Falls, and I got gas and uh, on Alaska up there by... The mall and went to the restroom and I got to Sparta. My brother-in-law had to use the <laughs> restroom and we got to Black River and my sister-in-law you had to use the bathroom. We stopped at all Quick Trips. Yeah, but did you yell at your brother because you? I mean, t- Sparta to Lacrosse. Come on, man. We were just in Lacrosse. When you, you get on water pills, you know there's a hell of a lot of difference. Okay, okay. Fair <laughs> anyway, enough. Anyway, keep your powder dry. All right. Thanks for the call. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Um, I get it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of It's convenient. It's a convenience store. That's why they call them that, I guess. Uh, but, man, the, do they do they need two in La Crescent right next to each other? I mean, that's that's always comical. Or, the you know, we when I talked to the, the Quick Trip PR guy, I mean, it is funny on the south side when they had two across the road from each other. But also, like, it's really annoying to try to cross if you wanted to turn left there out of the quick trip, out of the parking lot, or turn left to get into the parking lot. That is pretty annoying. Kind of why they're putting a roundabout down there right now, right? Oh, no, I talked about, brought up roundabouts. Um, I will say, when I'm driving down South Avenue and I hit those lights, I, I, I grumble about, about why we don't have roundabouts at all those stupid lights on the south side. The the one way on the south side that they're putting in now, though, I'm not, not entirely sure. But I don't turn left to go that up the hill that, that way very often. So uh, the quote-unquote rush hour in the cross when you try to turn left at that intersection where nobody else has to stop, but we're going to put a roundabout there. And, but it probably is pretty annoying for a couple minutes. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back. Just going to wrap up here. Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. Thanks again to Nikki Elson, the Lacrosse City Clerk. City Council meeting about to start. If you want to download the agenda packet for July 14th, the City Council monthly agenda packet, it's 1,719 pages long. 1,719 pages long. I looked it up. The, uh, the word conversion is in there 161 times. <laughs> so uh, one of the thing, one of the things on the agenda item. Just want to bring this up. I uh, watched a little bit of Johnny Davis yesterday, lacrosse native, Central High grad, Wisconsin Badger, former Wisconsin Badger, I should say. 
Uh, he played he plays for the Washington Wizards now. I always want to say the Bullets because they were the Bullets when I liked that team. Uh, they lost 106 to 88, but Davis played 22 minutes, second most on the team. He uh, he had eight points. Didn't look didn't look like uh, all that big of a standout. Number ten, number ten overall pick. So you you'd think he would stand out, but uh, it was it was a little lackluster. So. Third game, third game ever though in NBA Summer League. He plays again on Friday. He plays again tomorrow. I believe at oh at eight PM on ESPN two. So you could check out Johnny Davis, his last summer league game where he's gonna get, you know, quite a few probably probably quite a few minutes. He's like projected to start for the Bullets this year, which is pretty amazing as well. All right, thanks for listening. Tomorrow, UW Lacrosse's Anthony Chagoski.